Hello and welcome to the third episode of CTO Coffee, the podcast about humaning and tech. For this episode, I had the pleasure and honor to have Felicitas Kuglan join me. Feli is a principal product engineer at Sedan Schrader, residing in Hamburg in Germany. However, the name of her role does not suggest that she is doing lots more interesting stuff than only working on tech projects. Rather, she also leads the developer relations efforts of the company and as such has lots to say about humans and tech, the role of communities and meetups nowadays, and more. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did while recording it. Hi, Feli. Um, I'm, I'm really, really happy to have you here and on um, the, C the CTO Coffee episode about developer relations. But yeah, classic start to every episode. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So yeah, I'm a front-end developer since 12 years now, and I'm working as a principal product engineer and working in developer relations for a company called Sena Schrader, based in Hamburg. Yeah, the developer relations role is very new to me. I do it now since June 2017, so nearly a year now. And it's also very new for the company, so we didn't have this role before. And I'm really happy to have the opportunity to do it. So, yeah. Cool. That's, um, that's, that's yeah, super interesting. Um, and, and actually, um, yeah, because of your role in, in that company, I kind of like when I stumbled across your profile, I think on Twitter it was. Yeah, I was very in, intrigued because... Um, Yeah, in working in Germany, um, many people probably know the company Sinashrada, and I was like, okay, what does a company like that, which does not have a like a developer product, um, like like maybe some some kind of API providers do or so, or so, what does a company like that um, do with the role of developer relations? Was my first question and. The more I thought about it, I thought like, okay, maybe that's that's actually very very clever. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it would be very interesting to hear to hear this from your perspective. Is like, what is it that um, that you do in in a company like um, like Senashrada? What do you do with in the role of a developer relations? So yeah, obviously we as a company um, want that people know who we are and what we are doing and getting more that people know us and knows that we have a lot of developers. And what I'm doing is like creating a bigger network for us. And what this means is do a lot of community stuff. So I'm organizing various of events um, one meetup in Hamburg, and I'm also one of the creators of JSConfU, and um, helping also with CSSConfU and a few other meetups, and organizing hackathons, and 
before I started the role, I did it all in my free time. And now I have the opportunity to do also this in my working time. So I have the chance to concentrate and focus more on these topics. So that's really nice. And I'm also very happy to work at a company who knows how important the community is. And for me to decide to do this role was like, okay, I can help the community more and do more stuff for them. And yeah, that's really nice because um, a lot of people don't know about the community um, because they're living in a bubble and don't use Twitter or something else or just read articles from other developers and being, yeah, nice, they help me. But they are not like, okay, how can I be involved in the community? So I have also now the time to help more people get into the community and tell them why it's important to be part of it because the community helped me a lot and also helped me now um, a lot. So when I started developing, um, I didn't know about the community and 12 years ago it was not so big in Germany. But a colleague of mine introduced me to the communities, um, brought me to meetups and was like, yeah, maybe you want to look on Twitter and follow these people. And it was, was really nice because they helped me to believe in myself and trust in myself that I can do things and that I'm good in it. And that's also what the community showed me was that's not a problem to focus on CSS development and not like, okay, I'm doing everything because I'm started with PHP and Java and so on and wanted to focus on CSS. But there was this people who told me, yeah, actually CSS is not development and not engineering. And I was like, oh my God, what? Those guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the community helped me. Um, to believe in myself that's a good decision and that CSS is not easy and that was really good and I feel so comfortable with it and now I can help other people in the same way so that's something I really really love super super cool story and then I can relate to that um, perfectly um, I, because yeah, I had a similar um, experience with yeah with community and um, especially the software crafter community and so on. But um, yeah, that's a different topic. Um, so you, when you started um, your answer, you, you kind of hinted at like what is what it, what it is that you do um, in your day to day work part and. And I guess the way you described it, your work and your personal involvement in the community kind of like overlaps in big parts, I guess. But what is it or how do you maybe not measure um, your work, but how do you define what's worthwhile to do in with regards to um, your community involvement or the community? What do you decide? Okay, that's a sensible thing to do and I'm going to invest time here and and maybe I expect this and that outcome 
Um, like I said, stuff like that is probably not measurable in much, but or maybe it is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was also questions we um, asked ourselves. Like, okay, how can we see that it's work working and that we are on the right way? So, um, yeah, as I said before, obviously, Sona Schrader wants to get that developer knows Sona Schrader and also like getting more people in the recruitment process. And we saw that this will work out after a year or so. And after a few months, we already realized that it's working because people um, were at events where, where, which I organized or at the same conferences and then afterwards came to me and were like, yeah, I'm looking for a new job. Maybe we can talk about it. And I was like, yeah, sure, we can. So we, we realized that it's working already. Um, and a lot of the things what I'm doing, I'm not doing alone. So we have a few people at Zanashrada who also are very involved in the community and organizing meetups. So every one of them has their network. And we knew before that this network thing to get developers um, is one of the biggest chance we have and which is working really good um, because, yeah, in Germany, I think the most people know it, also in the big cities, getting developers to work at your company is really hard. And so you have to has have a big network where you can be in contact with developers and asking them maybe also if they knew someone who fit to a new job, a new role you have. That's why, yeah, that's obviously it. That's why we do it. Um, the company is doing it. That's a big goal for us. Um, it's not my personal big goal. <laughs> To be honest. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we don't measure my work at the moment, but we write down when people sending applications to us and they're coming to us because they were at the same event or conferences as I were. And I talked to them and also like people getting on Twitter or so in contact with me and asking me. Um, we write all this things down so that we have something like okay we also have at our company people who are asking yeah is this new role of Feli really working mm -hmm. so we have something we can show them like yeah it is working mm -hmm. and also the other thing is like i met a lot of people and when we have problems like i mean Everyone knows this bugs you can't fix or don't know how to fix. And maybe nobody at the company have, has a solution. And to get in contact then with the community and asking for help is also a big thing. And it's, it's working. So sometimes I have colleagues who are like, yeah, I don't know. And this framework, uh, this library, I have a problem with it. And I'm like, yeah, ask the people who are working on it. And they are like, what? Wait. But, and I'm like, no, they are happy if you ask them because maybe you show them the bug and please make an issue open at GitHub or 
like um, for browsers, if you find a browser bug, please send it to them because otherwise they don't know that it's existing. So that's also something what is really working. And I think a lot of companies should focus on this and on the community because the community helps each other no matter at which company you are working or where you are from because that's how the community are actually yeah it sounds really awesome like um, especially the last part that you um, told us about is like a win for the for the com communities because you probably not only probably but you encourage people at least at least in your company you encourage people to to reach out to the yeah the communities to the open source projects and so on and They, as you said already, are very, most of the times probably very happy to to get any kind of feedback or to yeah to get reports about stuff that's not working or stuff that's working very well. So um, it's it's really also getting or giving back to the community um, in a way that sounds pretty good. One one thing that that I also find very interesting with. On a, on a conceptual level, all that you said makes a lot of sense um, to me um, and probably a lot of other people too. Um, and but but still, I I wonder like okay, how do you do that work? I mean, do you sit there all all, all day long um, locked into twenty different Slack teams or hanging out on fifty um, different IRC channels? And how do you? How do you do that work, or what what is it? How does how does a typical day looks like um, in your like more community oriented work? So yeah, there is no typical day for me. <laughs> Every day is different. Yeah. That's something which is really cool on the one side, and on the other side, it's like it's also a lot of stress and like okay, what did I do today? What is my come out for, the, for today? But yeah, so I use a lot of Twitter um, and being around there. And um, I'm also in a lot of um, Slack channels. And what for me is really good is I can do a few things of conference organization stuff for JSConf in my working time. So that's also something what is filling out my day especially at the moment, like one month, nearly one month before the conference. Um, but the most important thing is also to get in contact with the people working at Sonnerschrader. Most of the time I'm sitting at our cafeteria and people come around and talk to me. So or I hear when people are talking to each other and then can jump in the conversation and say like, yeah, maybe you want to talk to this person now. <laughs> I knew they worked with it before or I knew the people who built the stuff. So like a matchmaker. Yeah. yeah. And cool. Sometimes it's, it's getting really easier and easier because um, I'm getting more and more of my colleagues into the community. Like going with them together on a conference or meet up and that not I am the only person who is doing it, like getting more of our people to the community and events. When I started at Sinnerschrader two and a half years ago, I set up a meetup calendar for Google because we are using Google only to 
that I set it up this this calendar where everyone can look into help that people are going more to meetups because they then knew, okay, oh, this week there's a JavaScript meetup. Maybe I will go there. And this is also was, was something which works really good. And then uh, people talking at the meetup about their problems and their jobs. Like they have this big bug or this big architecture problem and then getting help from the community. I also try to get my colleagues to do it the other way around. Like when I see people at Twitter or Slack channels um, who have problems with a technology where I know we use it and we have really much experience in it, then I pointed out to my colleagues, like maybe you can answer them or maybe you can help them. Um, so that's not only from the side, like I want that the community helps Zina Schrader, also that Zina Schrader is helping the community. And also like going on, on a lot of conferences and meetups and hackathons is something I'm doing because then I'm getting in contact with new people and can grow the network. Being being on the roads a lot is probably also part of that. <laughs> also being on the in the other studios we have all over Germany and one actual we have also in Prague, like visiting them and getting contact with them. So so you're also kind of like um, building the community inside um, your company and spreading the word there, building, yeah, making connections and. Yeah, sometimes, knowledge about. sometimes, but this is something would really work before. So not every time. I mean, we are a very big company. We are now over 600 people, but um, they try on their own often enough to get in contact with each other. And I'm very happy about it. So it's not hmm. like the teams and the project teams are always only for they for, uh, for their own. Um, they try to get in contact with the other project teams um, and talk to them about problems and how they solved them. One thing you just said that that you yeah, encourage, of, of course, it's part of your job and also generally what you're trying to achieve is to get people in contact um, with the community. And one yeah, way to do that is to encourage people to um, go to meetups and I wonder if, if you have any any kind of like secret tips tricks um, whatever that um, yeah that for new people for people new to to community who maybe saw an interesting topic coming up at a meetup um, and they think like okay that generally interests me but I've never been to that meetup and how how can I get there and I'm a shy person and um, what should I do there? And, oh no, I better not go because I'm a shy person. And do you have any like, yeah, advice for, for these kinds of um, questions people have? Um, yes. It's a very interesting point because when <laughs> I started going to meetups, I was also like always too shy to go on my own. So I asked, my colleagues that we go together and so that I'm not alone. And that's also something that I'm doing 
at the Nashrada, when I'm going to a meetup, I send a mail to everyone. Like, I'm going today to the meetups. There are these topics. And if anyone will join me, I'm waiting at the door at around 6 p.m. Feel free to join. And people really showed up where I didn't imagine before that they could join. Because I was always like, no, they are not interested in such things. And only because I make this offer and not like you have to get in contact before it with me, like standing at the door and waiting, um, help the people to, to, to do this first step. And yeah, I think it's like, don't try to get on, on your own to the meetup. If you don't feel comfortable with it, try to go with colleagues and There is this problem like you are new to a city and maybe you don't start your job already and you want to go and you are very alone. And that's also something I had in mind always like, okay, how can we get those people into the community? And how can we be more welcoming and more open for them? I never did it, but I have this idea in my mind like, creating a platform like a buddy system like people who are going to a meetup and already know the community in this area can say hey if you want to go there just get into contact with me we can meet before the meetup and go together to it i don't have time yet to do it but i really really want to do it because i want to get more people to it and that um, sets the border very low that they can join because I totally can understand if you don't feel comfortable to go somewhere where you don't know anyone because it can feel very creepy. Yes. Yes. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I, I even feel sometimes like that, even though I know people at seen them before at some, some other meetup and seen faces and that's still, it's, it's hard to go to meetups alone um yeah even though if you if you know people so that's certainly a very very good suggestion so while we're talking about the hard things um what is like the hardest thing about your job in um yeah in developer relations oh the hardest one yeah i think find enough time for everything setting priorities yeah. <laughs> i have so many yeah. ideas in my mind and i wrote the most of them down when i started the job and i'm not nearly by i think not nearly the half of it that i've done mm -hmm. and um yeah i have to prioritize differently and um structure my day differently so I learned a lot, <laughs> like focus on things you have to do now and not later. And, um, yeah, also like get my colleagues to help me out and get them involved in the topics and that they were working together with me on it. So I think that's the hardest thing. So yeah, finding a new definition of productivity um 
sounds like it like that is that is a very hard part of um what you're doing um or that's what i want to read into it because <laughs> when when i was a manager that kind of like felt one of the hardest things to feel to like what you said in the beginning um a complete day is over and you were busy all the time and but still after eight hours or 10 hours or whatever you you wonder like what did i actually do today yeah, exactly um, so and that yeah for, for me is like this feeling of productivity um this feeling of accomplishment is you have to draw uh, this feeling of accomplishment from totally different things than you did or you were able to when you were a developer yeah almost seems like it when the jobs that are more concerned with people than with code they all have this problem yep they have <laughs> but the other part is like when i'm now coding i enjoy it really much more than before because it's like okay i can code and after i code a few hours i'm like okay i'm getting things done yeah, yeah. it's a really good feeling <laughs> one one thing i found um, totally um super hard um we're not being a full-time developer anymore um while still trying to to get code done was like getting those big chunks of time and um in order to to code which is probably my my problem because i really need i don't know an hour or so until i am really into coding how how do you manage that do you still manage to um have big bigger chunks of time or don't you need it um in order to get something done or have this feeling of accomplishment i definitely need it and um so uh i was like thinking about it before and then we're like okay maybe i have a few months where i'm not traveling much and being not at too many events and it turned turns out that december until march is the time where I'm like not <laughs> at so many events and not traveling and i was like okay then i can do a project because i was like i want to do projects and coding and don't want to do this all community stuff whole the whole the time because it was like I need to code because I enjoy it and that's my passion and also like I want to code to yeah don't lose the coding things which developer actually do and being more near to them and this is something which is working really well so I have those months where I'm not like dropping developer relations and community stuff, but do not too much for it and have more time for coding. Also reminds me of that um, super awesome blog article by um, Lara Hogan um, called Defrag Your Calendar, Defragmentize Your Calendar, where she um, gives the advice that one should um, group together related activities um, in, in her, or in case of the blog post, it's about managers, managers but, but still it can also apply, be applied to, um, to a role like yours. 
where it may be possible, maybe it's not possible in certain months, but where it may be possible to group yeah, certain activities on certain days and leave others, let's say, more free um, for things like developing. Yeah, that's something what I'm doing. And Email. also like making blockers in my calendar so nobody can set an meeting into it and have it for <laughs> coding or something else where I know I have to sit down for a few hours and being focused. Um, and that, that is something which is really helping me. And also do train office. No, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes no internet yeah. connection, nobody can reach me. I'm getting things done. That's, that's like the super, super yeah. trick. <laughs> But um, while we are at, at yeah, tricks and tools and, and probably methods, you already mentioned some, some tools, of course, Slack and Twitter and, and, and GitHub. And so those sites and tools um, are pr probably or are very important to your day-to-day um, -day work. Do you also have like um, other tools or, or methods, maybe like, I don't know, getting things done or something like that? Um, where you say that's like totally indispensable for your day-to-day -day work? Yeah, which is, was always important for me were to-do lists, but nowadays they are much more important for me. And without to-do list, I can't finish my things anymore. And I have to hmm. um, restructure them every day because sometimes are mm. happening and I have to focus on other things because they are then more important and then I have to prioritize again and yeah and if I have things on my to-do list um, which are always going to the back for at least more than a week or two weeks I drop them to completely like okay maybe this is something which is not important at the moment so that is something what I'm doing and what is really helpful um then i try to have the first hour of my working day no meetings don't read mails don't check twitter <laughs> and just concentrate on my to-do list on the first point so i have one hour where i mm -hmm. know i can get things done and sometimes i'm doing that at the office and sometimes I'm doing that in the home office so nobody can interrupt me yeah, <laughs> and I that's think that's one. it that's probably also um, very sensible not to to have too many rules and um, methods and frameworks around how you structure um, yeah, your day your work um, in order you always have to accommodate them because yeah probably in your role yeah interruptions are so yeah prevalent they are always there and always happening and you cannot you simply cannot get rid of them they will yeah. always be there yeah I think they so. are <laughs> my boss always told me welcome to my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah when trying to get get to know a little bit more about yourself um I somehow stumbled upon um, this one fact about you um, is that you love yeah. baking. 
And um, I think one cannot, um, I don't know actually if it's still true. I have to check, wait a minute, wait a second. No, it's not true anymore. But for some time, your Twitter header build um, image, <laughs> Twitter header image um, was, I think, probably you holding a cake, a very, very cheesecake-looking cake. cake. So, so that is your. So my actual question <laughs> was like, like, what, what is your absolute favorite when you? So my favorite cake to bake is New York cheesecake because I always do different stuff with it. So sometimes it's, a, it's with a lot of nuts, sometimes with Oreo cookies, sometimes with strawberries or other fruits. And I'm always playing around with it because it's not so complicated for me because I did it a lot of times. <laughs> And people are always like, oh my God, it's New York cheesecake because... Yeah, in Germany, there is the other cheesecake, not the New York one. And it's not from cream yeah, cheese. Yeah. And yeah, but the fact not very, not so much people know about me is I'm not that into New York cheesecake. I love baking it and sometimes I enjoy eating <laughs> it, but it's not my favorite cake to eat. That's interesting. I know. <laughs> So, so what is it? Tell um, us. Yeah, it's <laughs> Schwarzwälder Kirschtorte. Yeah. yeah. Black forest cake. Carrot cake. Yes. Ah, that's yeah, also very, very delicious. But with both of them, you can't play so much around. But yeah, I also do love making cupcakes and so on. And every time I have time at the weekend, I'm baking and then bringing cake to the office. And people are happy. <laughs> And the last few months, they're always like, Fili, can you bake again, please? It also makes for great conversation starters, probably. Like, here, have some cake. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, uh, of my colleagues um, who I don't know sometimes came to me and then say, oh, you are the cake person, right? And I'm like, what? What? Wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. It's very helpful to get in contact with new colleagues. That's I, I can really imagine that. Cool. So um, yeah, we already talked to quite quite some time, um, and um, I, I think talking about cake is also like it's a little bit mean to, to do that so late in the evening, <laughs> like it's right now. But um, still, let me. <laughs> it makes for a smooth transition um, to. Um, smooth break into something else um, like um, saying goodbye to you and to this episode so Feli um, thanks a lot for, for taking time and um, being patient enough to listen and answer um, these questions um, I had for you and um, thank yeah. you for having me thank I you. really enjoyed it cool. bye then bye bye Thank you.